98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. A man is fighting for his life and a woman is in intensive care after falling ill following recent vaccinations. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says Hong Kong is a matter for Chinese people alone as he rules out talks with the United States. And Vice Premier Han Zheng says some in the SAR have shown they want to wreck one country, two systems. Two people are in intensive care after falling ill within days of receiving the Sinovac coronavirus vaccine. An 80-year-old man is in critical condition with heart problems after being admitted yesterday complaining of chest pains. He has a history of diabetes, hypertension and stroke and was inoculated on Monday. A 72-year-old woman was taken to hospital with complications of diabetes after missing two insulin shots as she fell into a malaise after vaccination yesterday. She also has a history of hypertension. An expert panel will investigate the cases, along with incidents in which two women aged 66 and 45 were admitted to hospital after feeling unwell following vaccination at the Kunchung Sports Centre this morning. Lau Kahin is the chief manager at the hospital authority. She was brought to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital and currently her condition is stable. I have no other information about these patients. Uh, I also don't know whether this is the first case who direct uh, hypersensitivity reactions after the vaccinations. Hong Kong recorded 16 new COVID-19 cases today. 13 were locally acquired, five from an unknown source. Meanwhile, more than 100 people who tested negative for COVID-19 have been unable to access their results after a mix-up with test bottles. The hospital authority says a testing contractor gave it the wrong sample bottle numbers, resulting in members of the public not being able to log into the electronic results system after receiving SMS notifications. It says it's asked the contractor to review the system to avoid any repeat of the problem. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says it's only legal and reasonable for the national legislature to overhaul Hong Kong's electoral system, saying it advances the one country, two systems principle rather than violating it. He also rejected suggestions that the changes damaged the SAR's democratic development. Mr Wang said it's normal across the world that public officials are loyal to the nation. He spoke through an interpreter. Hong Kong is a special administrative region of China. How can we expect someone who does not love his motherland to truly love Hong Kong? Loving Hong Kong and loving the motherland are consistent requirements. Under the colonial rule, there was no democracy to speak of. Over the past 24 years since Hong Kong's return, no one has cared more about its democracy, prosperity and stability than the central government of China. Hong Kong's shift from chaos to stability fully serves the interests of all parties. It will provide stronger safeguards for the rights of Hong Kong residents and the lawful interests of foreign investors. Asked whether there was room for Sino-US talks over issues such as Hong Kong, Taiwan and Xinjiang, Mr Wang says all these matters are China's internal affairs. He accused Washington of making trouble for other countries. The issues you refer to are mostly China's internal affairs. The Chinese people are in the best position to tell whether China is doing a good job. The Chinese people can best decide what is the right thing for China to do. But we will not accept groundless accusations or defamation. And we will not allow our core interests to be breached. For quite some time, the United States has been willfully interfering in other countries' internal affairs in the name of democracy and human rights. This has created lots of trouble in the world and, in some cases, turbulence and conflict. 
Vice Premier Han Zheng has been quoted as saying that Beijing's electoral reforms for Hong Kong are no longer about whether the SAR systems are democratic or not, but about preventing subversion. Sean Kennedy reports. Local National People's Congress deputies who joined a two-hour meeting with the Vice Premier said Mr Han did not mention the timetable and details of the reforms, but deputies Michael Teen and Wong Yuk-shan both said he did explain why the reforms are needed. He was quoted as saying that public order and riots in Hong Kong kept worsening, from protests in 2003 against Article 23 legislation to 2014's Occupy protests and to the anti-extradition bill protests two years ago. Mr Han said some people want to completely destroy one country, two systems, and they must fight subversion and protect the system and the rule of law. The deputies said Mr Han noted that Hong Kong hadn't fully been ruled by patriots since the handover, and the central government had no choice but to act decisively to protect national security. State media also reported that the Vice Premier Han Zheng told the Chief Executive Carrie Lam to do a good job of implementing changes to Hong Kong's electoral system. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. A lawyer for a British Iranian woman, Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe, says she's been freed by Iran after her five-year prison sentence came to an end. However, a date has been set for her to appear in court regarding a second case that was opened against her recently. Mrs Zaghari Ratcliffe was originally arrested after she travelled from the UK with her baby daughter to visit her parents. She was accused of spying, which she always denied. Her local MP in Britain is Tulip Sadiq. So the latest information I have is that she has had her ankle tag removed, which was her tracker, and it meant that she couldn't really leave her parents' house where she's been for the last year under house arrest. I suppose we're halfway there, but she's not fully released. The bad news, I suppose, is that she has to go back to court next week, and we don't know what awaits there. Huge numbers of anti-coup protesters in Myanmar who've come out in defiance of a military crackdown have again been met by force. In the temple town of Bagan, police opened fire on demonstrators. It's unclear if live ammunition was used. Myanmar's second city, Mandalay, saw the largest demonstrations. A huge sit-in was held to commemorate the victims of a military response that's killed more than 50 people. The UN rapporteur on Myanmar, Tom Andrews, said the international community needed to streamline their action against the military rulers. There are 35 countries with some form of economic sanctions already in place, but they're a hodgepodge, they're a wide variety. We need to focus those sanctions. We have to make sure that they're clear, tough, and coordinated, that they work together, so that the collective weight uh, of these countries that are imposing these sanctions will have the strongest possible punch. Now, ideally, it's the Security Council that will be doing this, and they could also make reference to the International Criminal Court. Pope Francis is celebrating Mass at a football stadium in Erbil, the capital of Iraq's Kurdistan region. Thousands of people are there. There are some concerns that the event could spread the coronavirus. The Pope's motorcade swept into Erbil and regional leaders welcomed him to what they called a historic visit. Earlier, Pope Francis visited the former IS stronghold of Mosul, where he appealed for peace in Iraq. Come crudele questo paese. How cruel it is that this country, the cradle of civilization, has been afflicted by such an inhuman storm, with ancient places of worship destroyed, and many thousands of people, Muslims, Christians, Yazidis, cruelly destroyed by terrorism, and others forcibly displaced or killed. 
Sport Now and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has rubbished the idea that his Manchester United side have suffered a dip in form ahead of tonight's derby away at Manchester City. United haven't scored in five hours of football, but Solskjaer insists they're playing well. We've had a week without scoring a goal. It's not like we've gone six weeks with bad form. It's not long ago we beat Southampton 9-0. We beat Sociedad 4-0, uh, a Sociedad team that uh, should have won against Real Madrid at the weekend. The amount of games, of course, can, can have an effect. But for me, I'm not buying into the narrative that we've really had a, such a dip in form. United go into that game in third place on the, in the Premier League table after Leicester's late 2-1 win over Brighton. In today's early game, strugglers Newcastle and West Brom drew 0-0 and at half-time, Liverpool are 1-0 down at home to Fulham. Staying with football, Glasgow Rangers have claimed the Scottish Premiership title, denying crosstown rival Celtic the league for the first time in 10 years. Second place Celtic's 0-0 draw at Dundee United left Steven Gerrard's team with an unassailable 20-point lead. Rangers have faced financial turmoil since their last title triumph in 2012, having to reform the club as a new company and start again from the lowest division of Scottish football. There'll be no international games on next season's NBA schedules, but the league's commissioner, Adam Silver, says they're planning for a full return of fans. Frankly, I'm fairly optimistic that we will be able to start on time and that half of our teams have fans in the arenas right now. And, and if vaccines continue on the pace they are and, and they continue to be as effective as they have been against the virus and its variants, we're hopeful that we'll have relatively full arenas uh, next season as well. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A man is fighting for his life and a woman is in intensive care after falling ill following recent vaccinations. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says Hong Kong is a matter for Chinese people alone as he rules out talks with the United States. And Vice Premier Han Zheng says some in the SAR have shown they want to wreck one country, two systems. The news from RTHK. Yes, in our newsroom is Todd Harding. He'll be with us uh, through the night with headlines next at 12. Late night music Kevin Lewis Radio 3 10 minutes after 11 Hour 2 of Sunday Late this is Omar from our featured album.
album on tonight's program the uh, the anthology uh, from uh, from Omar that's probably that's probably his uh, most uh, uh, well regarded well known tune there's nothing like this as I said at the top of the show 33 tracks on here to work our way through so I'm going to be playing that quite a lot but I won't be able to play all of them uh, Omar um, a bit of a legend to be honest now um, Lionel Richie now um, just can't say goodbye is a tune that I uh, I came across this one um, from an album that I was listening to, uh, Renaissance. Um, uh, this was his uh, sixth release, uh, year 2000, and it appeared as uh, a bonus track on uh, on the album. 